Welcome to the Tin Biscuit Podcast. Today we've got a new guest, that is... Amy Norton. And you're here to talk about anorexia. Yes, um, I think it's something that um, doesn't really go out there as much as all the other mental health illnesses. Just, you do suffer from, uh, suffer from anorexia, don't you? Yeah, so, so I'm actually suffering from um, anorexia at the minute and I'm, I'm in my recovery stage, so I'm at where it's more challenging. So I'm facing challenges day by day. Uh, so I've had it previously as well in my teens. So, because it's, I mean, it is classed as an illness, and like it is an illness, um, what causes it? Because that's something that's... Well, it can be anything. Um, I mean, I had, this time around with this anorexia is more depression and anxiety, but they're saying it's all together. But it can be a mixture of anything that's happening in your life, any triggers... Um, it can be because obviously anorexia is about control about controlling calories, tracking um, weight um, it can be something that you know if you feel out of control and it's something that you can like, easily control obviously from what you actually take in as you eat so <coughs> it can be a mixture of things going on in life any stress, any any issues um, and it's just literally it, it, it takes over um, and it's something to focus on, um, which distracts you from what's actually going on in your life, which I've experienced. I mean, is it something where you'd say, I look fat, I need to lose weight, or is it something else that triggers it off? I, I can't really say. I mean, when I first, I'll tell you what, when I first had it when in my teens, I felt like I put on <coughs> a little bit of weight, but it was only puppy fat, because obviously that was just in the stage I was... Ending school life, getting into college. So I used uh, just because I wanted to lose weight as a way of, um, as obviously going in, going into the illness. I didn't realise I was in a lot of denial, um, and unfortunately that time around I was in denial until I was in hospital um, when I was in a very very bad way. Um, so, but I managed to come out of it. I mean. It was just a realisation that was telling me, you know, you don't have long to live, um, was a real big sort of... You actually said that to you? Yeah. Wow. I was close to death. Um, and people don't understand that it has major health complications as well. I didn't realise at the time how much it was dangering my health. Um, but this time around, I've realised how much it's doing to me um, because I'm a personal trainer at the minute. So um, this time around, it was a bit different. I was training quite a lot. I was literally um, a bit of a perfectionist and I liked things in control. Um, so when things are happening in your life that you feel like you're not controlling, I use food quite a lot. Um, as a way of controlling and looking at calories, looking at um, how much I've burnt off and making sure that I eat something. I used to, what I used to do when I was training, I used to eat quite a lot and then make sure that I'm training as well. Um, so exercise was used quite a lot this time. Um, and then obviously weighing in as well. So at first, I was doing my body fat percentage. Obviously, I was building muscle up at the time, and I was using body fat percentage first to sort of look at getting off. So it was giving me like a bit of a goal, something to work for. And then it just got really bad um, very quickly, and it just took over and literally started losing quite a lot of weight. Um, I was just focusing on scales all the time, um, focusing on restricting my calorie intake, not ma making sure I'm not going over. Um, and it was just telling me, like, no, in my head is just this voice that saying that you can't have this, you can't have that. When I was training, I was very clean. I did not even touch anything to fattening. Um, yeah, because, um, like, you was training in the Ironman competition, yeah, wasn't you? Yeah, I was training the first for Ironman. Um, fortunately, I had to defer for next year, uh, but I was doing quite a lot of Spartan races uh, and marathons at the time. But even so... I was always going for healthier options and wasn't really going for the indulgent sort of fattening foods because um, I was thinking in my head, these are bad for my training. Um, so that's where it spiralled, really. Um, so it has been, 
I can't. I don't know when it's been in my head. It's been probably there for quite a long time. And then obviously it just picks its moment and then all of a sudden you're just completely um, overwhelmed with how it just takes over really and it just controls your life and you forget about all the other people. Just you, forget, you get a bit isolated and all that's there is you and this anorexia really. Do you like, when once so like the illness came back, was it something that you feel somewhat triggered it off? Did it, do you know what triggered it? Not really. I mean, because it's because it's strange. You, but it's strange. It can be people say yeah. that you're a PT mm. and you do diet plans and exercise yeah. plans for people, and people say it might be ironic for you to fall into the trap of being anorexic. So, like, this just shows anything can happen to anybody. Yes. And it's the strength of this illness. I mean, that's what I want to put out there as well. Like. People obviously see me as a personal trainer and I think, oh, that should never happen to a personal trainer. You should know you do plans day in and day out. Um, however, because you get sucked into this whole distorted way of living and it obviously it distorts your head about everything, weight-wise, food-wise and everything, um, it's so powerful um, that it's just literally very hard to get out of. Um, and it's just like, I want to get that message out there that it can affect anyone, no matter what profession. And I want to get out there as well. Once you fall in that trap, it's hard. Um, unfortunately, this time around as well, like I've got a few health concerns and I did get in a quite bad way. I thought I was almost close to literally, I think if I, if I still carried on now, I don't think I'll be here, basically, because I felt so ill when I realised that I needed to get out of this. I was just quickly. about to say, what point did like you realise this this time that it was going a bit too well, going too yeah. far, and you thought I'm gonna have to make a point of ending it here. It's just literally little reminders of who I was because you tend to forget who you are when you got this anorexia because it's kind of like you just sort of merge into the illness rather than yourself, and you sort of tend to believe that this illness is you and it's not really you. Um, and basically, I went to see my friend, and I did some exercise that day. I was absolutely exhausted. Uh, I felt really sick. I was just literally thought I was going to pass out. I went to see her. We had a coffee, spoke to her, and I was like, I'm really sorry you've seen me this way. I'm just not that well at the minute. Um, she just sat there and just listened, and I was like, "We used." I just said to her, "We used to do so much, go out for meals, cinema, and everything else." And I just feel really sad, broke into tears, and I was like, "I feel really ill." So we, I had to go home, and then I just sat at home on my own for a bit and just thought, "I need to do something quickly, otherwise I don't know what's going to happen to me because I feel so poorly." Um, and I just like, "I need some help." And I need either someone to sort of interfere. I was at that point where I was like, someone needs to interfere now because I wanted, to, originally I wanted to do it by myself and be like, yeah, take full control. But I was in such a, a bad way. I was like, someone needs to interfere here. But then I was like, no, come on, let's do this. That evening I had dinner. I ate a fair bit, um, not huge amounts, but something, something more than I was eating because I was eating very little. Um, and I was like, actually, I woke up that morning and it was weird. I had a weird dream that I was working. And I woke up and I was like, I need to be back at work. And it just clicked in. Everything just clicked into place. And it's just like, everyone says that you have that one moment that you, you realise. That was actually the moment that I just realised, let's do this. It's going to be hard and it's going to be horrible and I'm going to feel horrible and it's gonna throw me loads of emotions. It's gonna bring out more of my anxiety, and more of my depression, but I need to do this because I've forgotten what I had going for me and in terms of my career, in terms of what people are out there to support me, um, and what I enjoy doing, like training, and my yoga, things like that, things that I could not do with this illness. So it's kind of like I draw pros and cons in my head and was like, actually, the pros are more worth it than the, the cons itself. Yeah, when, like, sort of, because, like, last year you was posting on, um, like, your Facebook yoga videos, yeah. Spartan Race and things like that. Yeah. So when did it, 
do you miss all that? Do you miss I do. It, I, the thing about this anorexia, it, it takes full control um, and makes you believe that this way of life with the illness is, is great because the feeling of losing that weight is kind of euphoric, really. It's kind of like someone who takes drugs and alcohol. It makes them feel good for a moment, but then they feel bad, and then they think, actually, I need to get that feeling back. Um, so I'm going to lose a little bit more weight um, and then making sure that I'm restricting because in my head it was saying you can't have that you're going to put weight on um, so it got to a stage where it just spiralled and I was eating close to about 300 to 400 calories a day um, what would that consist of then? mainly <laughs> you're going to laugh um, I'm actually going to make a little joke about the situation because it makes it a little bit more easier to talk about um, basically what I ate was, so a typical breakfast, I used to take out the egg yolks, make an omelette with egg white. Right. There's nothing in it. Full egg white. Protein. <laughs> but at least I get a tiny weeny bit of protein in there. Um, I just literally lift on vegetables, so anything that I could get my hands on vegetable wise to try and fill me up. Um, and I used to have, you know those... Um, cracker bread things that are like basically cardboard and there's nothing in them. I used I to have loads of them yeah. with a bit of marmite. I still used to think that they just make me fat at that point as well. It's crazy. And then I'll have probably for lunch, I'll probably have a rice cake and loads of salad. But with, with the salad, it was just a salad, you know, like your typical rabbit food. Um, I used to eat lots of stuff like random. I used to have like pickled gherkins, pickled onions, just anything that had like a bit of a bite to it so I could actually feel like I'm eating. So would it not be more of a psychological Yeah, it was. It was just it, weird what things I was choosing and I was eating them. Um, and I was like, dinner time, I'd have probably like a few um, bites of like a bit of meat, but I just literally, I, I, I couldn't at that, at that stage. Um, I was like, ugh. Just ate the vegetables. I mean, do you feel hungry? Did like so you feel? It just hungry? went um, weirdly enough. Like I was thinking about food all the time. I had weird obsessions. Like I was going to um, supermarkets every day. Was you? My days were filled up with exercise, supermarkets, food, um, preparing food. So these were like little obsessions that I used to have. Um, you probably think this is crazy, but this is the illness, and then we've got to really understand why and how powerful this is. But I used to go down to like the supermarket and just look at every food item, and just see there, like, and just imagine myself eating it, smelling, just taking in the smells as well. I used to go past like my local chippy and just all the time, just to smell the chippy. Um, but it used to make me happier than sad at the same time because I was like, I knew I couldn't have it. Um, which I did have a chippy the other day, so it's quite nice. I saw that, yeah. I where, know. where did you go for it? Oh, uh, Wyber's Chippy. Wyber's it's probably chippy. one of the best in Grimsby, so. Um, After my clues. Uh, nah. <laughs> no, no. Wyber's Chippy all the way. I remember when I used to work at abroad, I used to be like, Mum, first, first day I'm back, we're going to have a Wyber's Chippy, and yeah, amazing. But anyway, so that's the supermarket thing. I used to buy loads of food. Um, so it wasn't good for me financially. Come back with just a whole um, bag full of vegetables. Just used to make anything with veg. And it used to take me hours preparing and then I'll eat it. And then that's some time gone. And then it kind of distracts me from the fact that I'm hungry. Um, and then I would exercise. So it got to a point where I was running about 10K every day uh, with little energy. So I was running just on endorphins, um, but it, his, I feel like this is actually, the running has actually caused me a lot of muscle damage. Um, I will talk more about the health concerns in a short while. Um, and then go for a bath. I used to go for a bath after a run because it was winter, I was freezing. Uh, warm myself up, warm my body, get tons of layers on, and then just literally just not move for the rest of the day. Um, uh, so, yeah, so these weird obsessions. 
used to prepare food, used to spend hours. Um, did you used to eat it or did you used to like, leave any? I used to eat some of it because it's just mainly veg. So I didn't feel that bad. What sort um, of stuff do you eat? Was it just like vegetable casserole? Yeah, soup, uh, stir fry, um, salad. Um, just used to have lots of cooked veg, you know, like if you was making a Sunday dinner, I used to like just cook loads of like different things like carrots, broccoli. Just you have a bit of gravy with it. <laughs> and uh, now, I mean, I still still do like veg, but it's kind of put me off a little bit because it kind of reminds me when I used to be like really ill. As I said, um, does it like sort of bring back memories yeah, just eating the veg? Yeah, and like when I used to think of rice cakes as um, a high calorie um, snack and a treat. Uh, fruit was a treat. I was scared to eat fruit. I was scared to eat bananas, apples, because um, of the natural sugar content. It's just crazy how it just spirals out of control like that. Um, and I, I used to th always look at cookery programs. I was literally watching back-to-back -back Great British Bake Off constantly and looking at cakes, biscuits, and just literally imagining myself having them. Um, and then I used to put the food channels on all the time. I used to look at, on my iPad, I used to look at um, the videos, you know, like you see on Facebook, like tasty ones. And they would do like really like long videos with them making all this like high calorific food. And I used to like play those of them to keep, I just used to imagine myself and used to think S about food constantly it was like torture doing that it though. was torture and this is exactly what the illness is like she is torturing me so um, like did you feel hungry then at the time yeah i wanted it but i just literally was like no i can't um i remember i made a birthday cake for my mum got all the ingredients and i was like the smell was amazing of the cake um all the chocolate i mean i love chocolate um, it's one of my things. Uh, it's one thing I just literally cut out when I was training. I never really ate a lot of. Um, and I was literally like, this is like heaven, but torture at the same time. I was literally like, this is horrible. And then I was like, when everyone was eating the cake, I was like, how does it taste? How does it taste? And I wasn't having any. And I was just literally like, they was telling me, and I was like, can you just tell me a little bit more so I can imagine it? It's just weird. So Absolutely like, weird. And it sounds like you was eating through other people and like, yeah. like looking at things. I was like, oh, when I saw people eating down the street or whatever, like even like a Greg sausage roll, I was like, oh, wish I could have that. Follow them and smell it. I'm um, just smelling, <laughs> going past like shops and stuff, smelling just food. We used to just, oh, but then I was literally like the feeling of losing weight and a feeling of being in control was a lot better than actually eating and enjoying those, which was bizarre. Um, but yeah. What sort of drinks was you having? I had drunk a lot of water to fill me up. A lot of fizzy drinks, because you probably realise it when you have a fizzy drink before a meal, you kind of get full. I would have thought fizzy drinks puts weight on then. No, I mean, I was just using like... Um, like diet drinks mainly. Right. Um, I mean, I don't want this to go out to people to try it, but yeah, I used to drink fizzy drinks quite a lot because it used to just make me a bit, bit full. Um, but it, you, it's not healthy. I mean, I was having caffeine all the time. Still do now. I mean, I'm proper, I love my coffee, uh, but not to the extent I was. I was drinking loads of Red Bull. I was drinking loads of coffee. Uh, loads of LucasAid just perk me up um, especially when I've been doing all the exercise as well so really I was causing myself a lot of problems with my heart so you're just running on caffeine then basically mm, yeah. and they I got warned loads of times in my counselling um, about I'm at high risk because of the exercise and the caffeine I, this is another thing um, I wasn't going to share it but um, I'm going to which it's going to really put out there the dangers um, is I used to take quite a lot of laxatives to get um, everything out of my system 
So I had a lot of electrolyte imbalances, but also with this, um, with all the exercise, with all the caffeine, it was telling me, uh, you're at risk, very high risk of heart failure if you're not careful. Um, and I just didn't want to believe him, and I was like, I'll be fine. But that was the illness telling me I was fine. Um, lucky enough, I have it hasn't happened to me. I mean, my body weight is still low, still low BMI. Um, but I, yeah. But now, I think because of all that, I've got some nerve damage as well, which happens to a very small percentage of people. But it can happen to anyone with this illness. So I'm, I'm at the moment trying to see what's going on with my foot. So this foot, my foot is obviously, I've, I've lost feeling in it. I can't walk properly. So at the minute, it's kind of like, obviously the worst case scenario is I probably won't be able to run again. Maybe be able to still do quite a few things with my personal training, um, but just different sports. But running was my go-to. Uh, I used to love it a lot. Um, so it'll be really hard. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, nothing's wrong and they can fix it but there have been saying that it could be permanent damage because of what I've been doing to my body and how long has it been like from last year to this is it been eight months since it's been going on or I think it's been going on I mean I started tracking calories when um before I started my personal training I was in another job at the time um but I've always been the one to track calories on MyFitnessPal, um, and that's one platform I'm never going to be using um, in my personal training. I think MyFitnessPal really gets a hold. Uh, it's not great for people. Uh, do you think calorie counting in general isn't great? No. I think everyone should aim for a nice, healthy, balanced diet. Um, I mean, there are obviously Weight Watchers, Slimming World, and people like that who don't really count calories, which is great. We do points instead, so it just gets you out of that whole mindset. It's points and sins and yeah, shit. Yeah, points and sins. And at first I was like, I remember when I was personal training, I used to be like, oh, Weight Watchers, oh, Slimming World. But actually now I'm like, you know what? They're probably a little bit more better than actually counting calories itself on my fitness pal and things. But in my role of tr personal training, it was a case of calories in calories out and balancing that and making sure you have enough calories um i had to do it a lot for my training especially making sure i'm carb loading properly for my events um so for me it's going to be a whole different challenge getting a whole different mindset which would be quite nice because it'd be quite refreshing it kind of be like um i know it sounds bizarre now but now that i've come out sort of recovering I feel different and I feel like this is me and I'm kind of in a spiritual way is I'm reborn a little bit and I'm kind of using this personal trainer training when I get back into it as a way of just refresh and just whole new different perspective on training and making sure that message goes out there to people I've got the experience there to tell people and you know, and if I see it in people or they feel like they're going that way, then I want to be there to support, give awareness. Um, but also, like, to give awareness to all the gyms as well, because there is going to be people in gyms using and exercising and restricting and stuff like that. And it's also spreading that awareness because so many people don't know what this illness is like and what the traits are and everything. No, I still... You still... I'm still... I couldn't do it. Mm. Look at me, because I can't. I mean, I do try to lose weight, but if, but like if I'm hungry, yeah. I just go and eat. There'd be nothing there stopping me to say, "Don't eat that biscuit, don't eat that mm. sandwich." So it's hard to come from, and it's good you're on here because it's explaining it to other people yeah. who might not be able to grasp it. I've always been very conscious of what I've eaten, um, but then I've had periods of my life where I went the opposite way, and I used food as a way of comfort um so when i was repping abroad for quite a while for about about eight years or well, ten years now i think a while um i used to just literally binge eat on an evening time full bars of chocolate 
uh, really fattening cakes, um, go out drinking, and I did pile a bit of weight on. And you'll be quite shocked to see the different photos that I've got of me, because um, I've been through different sort of spectrum of weight. So it's everyone's always like, when I tell them my story, like, yeah, I was a little bit more bigger. I won't say a larger size. I wasn't massive or anything. Um, but I did fall in the trap of overeating for comfort and piling the weight on. Um, and then, yeah, so it's just, it, it's weird. I, like, everyone, it's an easy thing to get into because you can easily just use food as a way of um, showing your emotions and using it as a way of control um, because it's something that you can just take in and out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can see how people can easily get down um, down this road um, and just need to spread that awareness. And I think also out there, spreading more awareness <coughs> about healthier eating um, and also not using these weird um, diets that are out there. There's so many different ones that people put out there. Fasting, keto. The five to one diet. Five to one. There's just so many different diets that people, yeah, they're probably good more short term. Don't get me wrong. If you want to lose a little bit body fat for like um, a bikini or whatever. But your long term health at the end of the day depends on really good nutrition, healthy all the right nutrients, making sure you're eating enough in your body, um, and just really um, having a really good relationship with food rather than seeing it as as bad. Because a lot of people, when they're on to the losing weight, they just see food as a bad thing and that they need to cut it out. And it's overviewed as negative, um, and that whole mindset needs to change. Yeah. So... What sort of food and how have you been trying to get back to where you was to try and get yourself better? I need to be in a surplus every day. I'm not, at the minute, I'm trying to break away from counting calories, but that's the hardest thing I'm doing right now. Because I just can't. Think that's more habit? It is a habit, and I can just literally know what how many calories and, and food items. I can estimate, if you put a plate of food in front of me, I'd be like, that's so and so in calories. Without even checking on the internet or whatever or on the packaging. That's sort of burnt into you. It is. I've had it for a very long time, I think, since I had this illness and also through my personal training. So I've never really got out of that whole habit of knowing how many calories I'm having. Um, But at the minute, I mean, I try and make sure I'm eating regularly healthier meals what sort of foods do you have in the morning dinner well this morning i had a really decent breakfast um because breakfast to me is the most important meal of the day starts you off um so i had egg slice of toast spinach and tomatoes and mushrooms get all my nutrients yeah spinach high in iron it's really good for you love it for breakfast yeah honestly for breakfast it's amazing it starts your day um, Did you have uh, any orange juice to drink and coffee with it? Or? I had some coffee, obviously. And then I also had a bowl of yogurt with a little bit of granola, like, sprinkled on top. It was kind of nice. So getting, like, my protein and my carbs and everything else for breakfast. Um, and then for lunch, I mean, I'll usually have, like, a usually a high, like, highly nutritious, like, meal, uh, microwave meal, or um, I'll have a high-protein meal. And then I'll have either some yogurt, some cereal bars, um, maybe an indulgent treat, um, depending on how I feel. Um, I mean, the other day it was hard because I was like, it just affects you at different times. Like, I went for lunch and I went, I just get a salad, got some, I got a bit of salmon with me, and I was like, salmon and a bit of salad not really something that someone who needs to put weight on will eat so i was like i got out of marx's and i was like i need to really eat a bit more than this so went to greg's got myself a coffee and i was just like i saw i scanned every single item in greg's and saw the calorie content 
and it was playing with me saying how many calories in each of these foods it was I was literally go like oh my god I can't believe how much is in just one donut but anyway I was like forget this voice forget that and she asked me, "Would you like anything like? Because I do a special offer them with a coffee, don't they? Mm. With a like a meal sweet. deal, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a meal deal thing. So I was like, ah, ah, moment of panic. Like literally, I was trying to decide. So it makes you really indecisive. So you have, lo- like, literally, you spend so, so much time deciding what to eat. It's unreal. So I was there, like, feeling sick and anxious and sweaty. And then I was like, no, I'm gonna get it. So I said to her, like, yeah, I'll have that caramel custard donut, please. Custard donut. And there was that moment where I was like, I felt a little bit empowered because I felt, actually, that's another stage of defeating this illness because it hasn't won. If I just walked out with a coffee, I'd just be a bit deflated thinking, oh, my God, you're winning, and that's not the aim. Um, But even for breakfast this morning, it was a nightmare. You know, I spent a whole hour... That's why I was so like, late this morning. I spent a whole hour trying to decide what I want for breakfast. Really? Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. Um, even going around supermarkets, I mean, last week when I got a few bits in for a few days, a few nice little treats, spent about an hour in Max and Spencer's scanning the aisles. And it was just literally still there to look at each item and how many calories. Uh, but... I feel like now I'm getting a bit better with that. I'm now picking places to go where they don't have calorie content on. Uh, if I'm if I'm going somewhere for somewhere to eat, I'll go and choose somewhere a bit local now because everywhere you go now is uh, on the menu and stuff like that. There's calorie info. I think even McDonald's are doing it now, aren't they? Even McDonald's, yeah. It's just a nightmare for us, like who are recovering. So uh, everyone's like, you don't you don't think that about all this until like you actually experience it. And I think me saying all this now, you're probably realising, oh my God, I didn't realise that it, it, it just affects you in that sort of way. It's crazy. But every day to me is a challenge, you know. It's kind of like I don't look at what's in the future. I look at the here and now because if I look into the future, I'll just get anxious because I know I've still got to obviously gain a bit of weight. <coughs> and that's one thing that keeps saying to me is about how much weight gain I've gained in just like a space of a week and it keeps playing on my mind since I had my first weigh in. Yeah, so would you say it's more of a physical illness or a mental illness or a combination it's of both? It's a combination of both. Because yeah. people would say it's a physical illness. It's not a physical illness but at all. But hearing what you've been saying... It's a lot of mental. Half and half. It's your mind and your body. Um, and you forget about how both are interconnected as we do in yoga you know i'm going to bring my yoga into it like a lot of things you do is all to do with how your mind is and you know freeing yourself and reconnecting yourself um to and with each movement and obviously it's kind of similar you realize how much your mind has so much control over what you do um and you know when i'm personal training it's kind of like People just think it's more physical, but actually, a lot of it's mental. And if you talk to some of my clients, they'll tell they'll tell you about how I was there to motivate them and how I was there to get them into that right mindset of training and losing weight. Um, you know, and that's my thing is that I my personal training is more about your mindset more than anything else. I mean, obviously, yeah, depending on what your goal is. I'll do like a program which is for that goal, but if you haven't got the mindset there, it's not going to work. So it's all about obviously the, my mindset at the minute for this recovery is I need to beat this. And goals, I've got short-term goals, I've got long-term goals. So it's kind of I use my personal training myself um, to keep that mindset going. I've got loads of little coping strategies tactics that I use to distract myself uh, from the thoughts that keep going in my head so there's so much out there that you can help yourself with that bring yourself back to who you are spent a lot of my time past two weeks sort of reconnecting with people doing stuff that I enjoy doing 
Um, even just changing the way I dress and where I look. Going back to when I used to be a, like a holiday rep, um, and you know, people will tell you how much I used to dress really nice and used to have a real like party sort of animal <laughs> sort of attitude, like happy-go-lucky. Um, and then that was me, you know, and you forget like how much the illness and everything else holds you back and it's not actually you. Um, so it's affected, obviously, your anxiety and it's brought yeah. depression on. Oh, my God, yesterday. I mean, I've put on YouTube this morning a video of me crying. Oh, you've got a YouTube channel. Yeah, I've got a YouTube channel. It's Achieve with Amy, so if you want to follow that. What we'll do is... If you link it to me, I'll link it to the description Perfect. when it goes I'm loading every video on, on there at the minute. Um, but yeah, I've put on there is just how real it was. Like yesterday, I was just breaking down in tears over loads of little things. Even in the post office when I was trying to like post a parcel, I was like almost in tears. Um, I was just filled with anxiety all the time because I was constantly thinking about how much I ate y uh, yesterday. And it was just filling me up with anxiety to make me feel bad and to... Because obviously I never felt anxiety like that when I was going through the illness. So it's kind of making me feel like, oh, you're going through all this anxiety now. You know, you won't feel this if you go back to the way you was. And yeah. it's just being strong past that point and going, no, I'm going to keep going because there's so much more I need to do in my life. I can't allow this to win. So I was there in, in Cafenera. I was like, right, I'm just going to have a sit down to myself for half an hour. Just have a bit of me time just to f refocus. Um, and obviously I did my video and I was just literally like, how it just, it overwhelmed me with how my... Did you video in Yeah, yeah. And I was literally like, because obviously with all the calorie counting and everything else, and the fact that, I mean, I didn't really eat quite a lot that day. I probably ate what a normal person would eat. Um, and I was there like, it's just taking over everything. And I know I need to get better to doing my job and that's when it just set me off because I haven't got a a normal life at the minute because of this. I can't go into my personal training because of this. I can't train people because of this. I can't help people um, and things like that. But however, like now, it's like I'm just using that time I can't work to try and get the message out there to people and help people. Um, I will be doing loads of other stuff to help people do, I mean, I can even just do online planning coaching. Um, but I think I'm going to focus on just getting myself to who I am, just reconnecting, doing things and seeing people. Um, as well as all this social media stuff, which is actually really helping me because I'm like all the comments and everything are helping Has, me. Has like, anyone come to you and said, I've got anorexia from like your video. There has, yeah, and it's great that people come forward about it because is is it people you know or people you don't know? Yeah, some people I know, um, but I eventually I want to get more out there. I mean, the people I, who I see, um, who I see, I used to see about twice twice a week. Um, they want to use some of my video content and my ideas to get out of it because I've got a few ideas that I've used to sort of distract myself. I've made like a little photo book. It's got all my photos of when I was training, when I was working, people like my family, friends. So whenever I'm feeling really sort of anxious and really can't go on uh, with it, I literally look in there as a way of refocus. And you've got your diary as well. I've got my diary and my journal. Well, so journal. this is a great way to distract because it gets all your thoughts out as well. Because in my head, because of what I've got, there's always so many thoughts going on, round and round and round. So it's a great way just to get it out there. I said the other day, I think, on my, one of my videos, it's like a counsellor in a book. I was going to say, I, th I thought, oh, she's brought a wet diary with her. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not actually, sure. this is my journal, which is like got everything from the start of my recovery to now. And you've also got a blog then, have you? I'm putting in, um, hopefully using that stuff from the journal, which is full, um, to write a blog about what's gone on. Because um, I feel that now it's like, it is like a journey. Like This is the start of reconnecting. Um, this second week, I've done a little bit more yoga-based stuff and a little bit more work-based stuff. So it's kind of reconnecting back to my professional level. Um, and then obviously next week, I think 
yeah, I'm going to set myself a new theme for the week, do stuff. Um, and I think it'd be more about hopefully doing a little bit more online planning, social media stuff, um, and still trying to find little things to bring me back to who I was, um, to not allow it to win. So the more I bring back myself, the more it takes away the young anorexia in me. Um, and I got my tattoo done. I've also got a video on that. And it's, it's nice quite, color, yeah, yeah, it's a very nice color. And then to me, it's very symbolic. It's a, obviously, it's a lotus flower, pink uh, with a mandala. Um, and to me, it's very symbolic. It's got everything symbolic about me at the minute, you know, the, you see lotus flowers in murky waters, but they blossom um, out from murky waters. Um, so, so what the representation there is me from my dark times now coming up now um, out of this. It's got the eating disorders from Neda symbol there. All right. So it's also a reminder that I've come out of this stronger with the eating disorder and it's changed my life. So actually the anorexia itself has changed my life because it's made me think a lot more and realise that I've got loads more going on for me. Um, but yeah, really symbolic. And the pink um, colour itself actually demonstrates the fun and energetic Amy. So, so that's what we're getting back. So it's got a personal meaning. So, yeah. like, so maybe if you're having a struggle day... Yeah, look I look at, at it. it. I actually, honestly, I can stare at it for hours and I'm I won't be bored of it. Yeah. I'm it. pleased with it. I mean, I've got loads of silly tattoos and they don't mean anything. And I was like, I want more meaning this time to really sort of, uh, yeah. So if someone's got anxiety, or they think anxiety, well, anxiety, depression and um, anorexia. Yeah. But but the scared, what advice have you, might, sort of you got for people? I, I literally, because I obviously been down this road before, and I was in a because bad way. Because it can affect men as well, can't it? It can affect men, it can people, affect anyone. People like me, when I saw a documentary on it, um, it was a few weeks ago, um, I thought, it's, it's, and it's just going to be girls and women. Yeah, but it's not. See, people have got this whole like perception. It's all about image and women and women But it want does to mainly affect girls and like women. And, uh, and what do you think the reason for that is? Because of the media. What goes on the media and what goes on social media about being thin? Do you thin? think social media plays a, a part in that? Yeah, all? it can. And um, that's why I'm using social media more positively rather than getting out there about being thin. Because there's more to life than being thin. But once you once you are getting concerned with your weight, um, when you don't really need to lose weight, um, just because you want to look like one of the supermodels or whoever famous who's really thin... Um, uh, that these celebrities sometimes are giving out the wrong message as well. Also, the media has a lot to play in terms of making that look okay. Um, and, yeah, it can spiral from that. And if we've got anything going on as well in their lives or whatever, um, it can spiral. But it, you don't know. It's an illness at the end of the day. And people forget that it's an illness, uh, which I realised. when I When I got really bad when I was still working... I was really ashamed. Um, I was not that great. Um, and I was ashamed from it because I was like, I'm a personal trainer and I don't want to admit that I've got this problem. Um, it's not a problem, it's an illness. And I was like, people are going to, if I go, if it goes out to people, they're going to be like, as a personal trainer with um, eating disorder, that's a bit bizarre. Um, but it, yeah, again, like I said before, it just goes to show that it can affect anyone. Well, and I've had it previously. Well, to be fair, it is bizarre. It, I mean, I was surprised when I saw it on them like Facebook. I thought, wow, she. I thought she was like hammering everyone in the Spartan races uh, and no. that. But then it's um, it, can, it can just literally get you and like that. You're sort of living proof. It can affect anybody. Yeah, and you know, and I was literally at the time looking at training for my next events. Um, doing really successful in my business, you know, with my clients, my yoga, and then all of a sudden, it, it just, I just got overwhelmed with this, um, and it just got out of control, and yeah, so it's, it's, a, people just think it's just about just getting thin, 
it's more about than just getting thin it's a lot more and i think you probably realize that as well from this podcast yeah definitely so like what would you um say to people who have got it or think they've got it just get help straight away that's anything i say is don't be ashamed um can people do it on their own yeah i did it on my own uh, because i need to do it for my job and i recognize time around i recognize the symptoms but because i was in denial quite a lot when i was training i kind of got out of denial stage and then realized actually this is out of order because i'm actually trying to lose weight now rather than body fat and i'm restricting everything and there's still i still have that part of personal training with me at that time to actually tell this anorexia this is wrong it was really it was a constant battle between me as a personal trainer and this anorexia and it still is now like there's moments where it just takes over um for example like now i just literally look at my body and i check all the time now where the weight's putting on uh so i'm constantly looking if there's a mirror um so it's a nightmare when i'm trying on clothes um looking where the fat's going and where the <laughs> muscles going and where and it, and i'm like no no not believing it at all um bought like a new skirt i'm actually wearing it now it's actually a size six but it's still a little bit loose on me what size like was you when like you i was, was in between training? full training as a size 10 right still think i'm a size 10 12 all right so you you see there and when so, I when so people see me psychologically plays a massive yeah, part in when people well, see me it? now like they're around the gym and stuff i think i'm still like the same as i was you know like a year ago yeah um weight wise i still it makes me feel like i am that size and when yeah when i was asking my mom i was like i don't see myself as being that small and she's like you are and i'm like yeah right i just think because i'm eating normal now and i'm being normal with people it's kind of i think i'm normal normal weight still and i'm not obviously not i've still got a bit of bit of weight to put on um and I can't even train yet because of I'm still low. Um, it's it's it, it's weird how it just distorts your mind, but it's all to do with your brain. Um, obviously, it's a lot of it is mental, uh, mental health, um, and yeah, because I don't weigh myself daily like I used to. I used to weigh myself about three to four times a day throughout the day. Friday. Because I was scared about putting on weight and how I'd feel. So if you weigh yourself in the morning, because I'm like you're always lighter in the morning, yeah. And say after two in the afternoon, you weighed yourself and you put on like three pounds. Yeah. Logically, you'd say, well, that'd be water retention. Yeah. This, that, and the other. Usually, but in personal like, trainer, it would be what like. What do you think? Would you having the illness? Would you think I'm fat? Illness. I'm gonna have to lose that, and I'm yeah. gonna skip tea. The illness used to. I remember one situation. I went to weigh myself in the afternoon and I noticed I put on a few pounds. I was crying, I was in tears, I was shaking. I was like, I just like, oh my God, oh my God, like I can't. So when you do things like that, it triggers it all to make you lose more weight. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a massive vicious cycle, isn't it? It plays on your emotions all the time, because yeah. um, especially my anxiety. And but then when I got really bad, I was suffering more depression because obviously it has impact on your brain as well. So when you've got lack of nutrition, lack of calories, lack of fat, because obviously your nervous system r- r- needs the fat as well, which I didn't have for a very long time. Um, my brain wasn't working efficiently and it was making me more distorted in myself what's going on uh making me believe i, w- I was going to pile on weight just by eating a, a rice cake um and then um making me depressed i used to be really depressed obviously lack of energy as well has something to do with it um and also not having the foods that you normally have um and having it really take over so I suffered a lot with that. I was crying a lot. I was 
I was literally, everyone probably who saw me at that lowest time would tell you, um, I was just like a shell. Um, and it was just like, I used to have frustrations, lots of anger. The week that I sort of discovered at the end of the week, um, before I, on my recovery week, I had a lot of anger and frustration at mealtimes. I had to li- I literally felt so irritable. I was taking it out on anyone, anyone who sees me, or if I'm out and about, or going into a shop, I'll let my anger out. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it's so much depth to this illness. So, thanks for coming on. <laughs> it's been, that's like, it's been an hour, it's been nearly an hour and you've been, it's like, time's flown by. Yeah. So, um, because it's the Tim Biscuit podcast, <laughs> I'm going to ask you, <laughs> I've already asked you if it's all right to ask yeah, this question yeah, yeah. before the podcast. Um, what's your favourite biscuit? At the minute, it, obviously, I've always loved custard creams, yeah. but... No. I love it's Jaffa cakes. I it's not a biscuit. Oh, Jaffa cakes are amazing. Yeah, but it's a cake. Uh, and I've been having loads of custard creams and Jaffa cakes at the minute because I just missed them. I never used to have them. Jaffa cake. <laughs> you said before the podcast, you think it's a, a biscuit? It's definitely a biscuit. I have it with a cup of tea. Yeah, but it's got a sponge layer. Yeah, but... Oh, I know, I know. Right, so that will be out there now. <laughs> voting. Whether Jaffa cake... Or is a cake, a cake or, a, or biscuit. a biscuit? But if people want to find more, you've got your own, you've got your own YouTube channel, so we'll put that yeah. the link, and then from there they'll be able yeah. to find your Twitter. I'll put a link as well. Um, I'll try and put a link onto my Facebook page. Um, I've got an Achieve with Amy Facebook page as well. Um, I try and put my video content and everything for what I put on my page sometimes on there as well. So if you want to be interested, more interested in following me, just literally like my Facebook page as well. So what we'll do is we'll put your Facebook ch- page, Achieve With Amy, mm. and your YouTube page, Achieve yeah. With Amy, and go from there. Yeah, perfect. But thanks for coming on, and it's brilliant <laughs> to say that you've got a grip of it, and you're, you're getting there. Definitely. Apart no, from the best chip you can do thing. No, yeah. Does it, does it feel better? It feels better talking about it, because um, as much as... It's all on social media, and it's probably like I'm overloading people with all this. It's helping me a lot to get it out there. But if it's like your way of yeah dealing with this, dealing with it, it is a way of coping, and, and I sometimes yeah, apologise. Sometimes apologise saying about the overload on social media, but it's helping me recover from this really deadly illness. Um, so why not? If it, if it helps, any I'm doing anything I can to help myself get out of this. So it is helping greatly, especially with all the comments that people are writing as well to keep me going. Yeah, yeah, you're doing really well. Thank you. And thanks ever so much because I like sort of <laughs> know it's a massively sensitive subject. Yeah. And it's um and it's taken it out of here, but thanks no, for that's good. On. It's really good to be on and get the word out there. Um, obviously, more people share about this, the more um people are aware. Yeah, of it people aware of it, and it will change people's lives. So just keep sharing, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Bye.